Thanks for listening to the Her Podcast. My name is Holly Wright, and I'm the founder of Her, and we are kicking off a brand new series for the month of May. It is called Hello, My Name is Doubt. And I know all of you girls have or are struggling with this self-doubt during quarantine. So I am super excited to be launching this new topic where we're just super real and we discuss either our past or future issues of when it comes to self-doubt. So tonight's guest speaker, her name is Carly, and I am super excited to have her on the podcast today. It is her first time speaking on the Her. So hi, Carly. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for being on the Her podcast tonight. Of course. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for speaking. So tell us a little bit about you, who you are, where you're from, um, and a little piece of your heart, and we'll jump right in. Yeah, so I am Carly. Um, I am from Orange County, California. I recently got married, um, and I moved to San Diego, and I just finished grad school. Um, I got my master's in business from Biola, so it's a small little um, Christian university in Southern California. And um, my, my, my heart is just totally into ministry, um, working with teenagers, young girls, um, a lot of stuff having to do with the mental health um, field. Mm-hmm. And I personally struggled with an eating disorder. And so I'm super passionate about just pointing girls to their worth in Christ and finding their worth in things outside of looks. Um, and so, yeah, that's a little bit about me. That's super awesome, too, because that plugs kind of into our topic of self-doubt. So I'm super excited to hear your heart today. Yeah. So when I when I thought about this topic, hello, my name is Doubt, due to, I mean, we're in quarantine right now all over the United States, and people are isolated. Some people don't have jobs, you know. Things have just been kind of crazy, and people are doubting everything, like their job, their relationship, what's the future, what's going to happen. And so... Um, a few weeks ago, I was like, okay, what would be a good topic for May for us girls to relate to? And the word doubt came to mind. So if the first thing that comes to mind when someone says doubt to you, whether that's high school, college, or relationship, or whatever season you're in right now, when someone says, hey, Carly, like, what does doubt mean to you? What is like the first thing that comes to mind? Uh, yeah, starting all the way back, I think in high school, you know, doubting. Like I mentioned, my big thing was struggling with anorexia and I think just doubting my Um, Mm self-worth and doubting who I was and doubting if God truly loved me for who I was and Mm -hmm. if boys loved me for who I was and if friends loved me. And so really just that doubt of um, self-worth, you know? Yeah. What is something that really got your attention when you're like, oh my gosh, like Carly, like this is an issue. Like you really struggle with this. Was it like meeting someone in a relationship? Was it connecting at church? Like what was the season of your life that was super difficult for you to be like, oh my gosh, like I struggle with this and I I need help. It honestly took until college. And so it really got to a point where for me physically, like I, I remember just like surrendering and being on my knees one night and being like, God, I, I don't care about looks anymore. Like I cannot, Mm -hmm. I mean, I was running eight miles a day. I wasn't eating. Like I was in torture. Well, you know, and I think the thing that clicked is I think there was like some kind of event at college and there was always events. And 
I literally missed it because I wanted to exercise. And I remember just Mm -hmm. thinking, how am I in this place where I have to miss out on life because I care so much about what I look like and what I weigh and what the world thinks of me. Um, And so I think it was the place that God just really brought me to of like, you, you know, it's everyone has like a rock bottom. They talk about when they have something that they struggle with like this and, that was just kind of mine of like, I literally can't do this anymore. Like, and I think just in desperation, God, I'll do anything. Like I will do, I don't care what, what I look like. I don't care what it takes. Like, I don't want this life anymore. Um, I want like what you have for me. I want to live for something bigger. I want to help people. I want what, you know, what you've called me and what you've put me on this earth to do. Um, yeah. And so that's a huge, I think eating disorder too is such a big issue, especially in high school and even college too. It's like, it's our worth, our self-worth and who it's like, almost like our mindset is on a different kind of level of who we think we're supposed to look like. And it's, it's really a spirit of comparison too, because you see, you know, all these skinny models and you see what this type is supposed to be. And it's like, you know, everybody's body is different. Like I've, I've learned a lot about my body just over the past couple of years, because in high school, your body's so different than, than turning into a woman. And so it's like, I, I struggle with that too. Like comparing myself, like, why am I shorter and petite like, why am I slim, thick and curvy? Whereas like my friends, like a stick. And so really that self self doubt kicks in because you almost like train your mind And then you put down yourself like, oh my gosh, you're never going to be that. And then that's when you kick into that mechanism of like working out, not eating because it's a, it's a spirit of comparison and self-doubt. So I totally relate to you because a lot of girls, you know, we struggle with this, but no one really likes to talk about it. Mm -hmm. So I think for, for self-doubt, like obviously you walk through that season of your life and you hit rock bottom. What, what is some practical steps that you took to like, um, motivate yourself and like almost like retrain your mind. Like, Hey Carly, like you're beautiful. Like what are things that you had to change in your lifestyle to prove to yourself that like you are who God says you are? Yeah, totally. I think that was, you hit on the head of, you know, I prayed like God bring things. And I think mine, it did, it was a place of self doubt, but it was also confidence, you know, and doubting, Mm -hmm like I said, who I was. And so my confidence was so low and I masked it with all these things of, okay, if I'm pretty, then, you know, especially grow, I know it's hard everywhere, but growing up in Orange County, California, and so close to LA and, you know, we're in bathing suits and always outside. And it really took for me, luckily, because I was involved in my college, um, Mm -hmm. it took, I, you know, I faced my fears and I put myself in I studied abroad. That was the hugest thing I did because it was like, okay, I need to get out of my own head and I need to prove to myself I can do this. I signed up for internships. I applied to jobs. I started to join clubs. I, I got involved in things that were outside of my own head because I think Mm -hmm. the biggest place the enemy traps us is in our own head. And when you're with other people that can speak truth into you and you're like, you kind of forget that you're even struggling at times, you know? And Mm -hmm. so for me, it was, that's what I put my focus on was like, God, bring things into my life that 
show me my worth outside of looks you know I don't I don't want to be involved in I for me I had to like stop excessively shopping and comparing myself and looking you know I had to take a break from social media I had to take a break from watching shows that I knew weren't fueling my mind with positive things and Mm -hmm. truly it was getting involved that is you know breaking I know it's kind of hard right now with the isolation and you know being in quarantine but truly I would say is like being in community and being with people that can speak truth into you rather than your own head was huge for me huge yeah no I agree I mean even our phone call earlier today when we were chatting about just friends in your circle like friendships affect everything in your walk Mm -hmm. like who you hang out with is who you surely become and I am so passionate when it comes to making friends and who's in your circle who's you know who's your closest friends who's your you know other people that you just kind of you know walk by in life with but like it's a huge thing like I know for me I struggled a little bit with the eating disorder in high school but what I would do is I would make friends with other women who were insecure Um, because then it would make me feel confident, Mm -hmm. which is, and I don't know if you understand, like, it was the weirdest thing. I look back and I'm like, oh my God, Holly, you were so dumb. Like literally (laughs) I, I, I'm like, I wish someone would have told me then the things that I know now, because like my confidence would have been so different. Totally. And so it goes into the people around you. Like once I started hanging out with confident women, you know, of all different sizes, some girls are short, some are curvier, some are tall. Like I didn't have this entitlement or type that needed to be in my life for me to be secure in myself. Totally. Like, and once you surround yourself with those kind of women, like your mindset changes. Um, But I think doubt is a hard thing because um, some struggle with it a little bit and some struggle a lot, especially during quarantine. Like you just, we just don't know what's going to happen. The news changes every single day. You know, we're doubting our future, you know, even on the phone call today, you were saying how like you are engaged and you had to change up some stuff. So I guess for you for this year, like when it comes to doubt, what's kind of like rerouted for you? Yeah, it's huge for me because I, you know, I am married now. We eloped. But for me, I'm, you know, a little old, not too old, but 28. And I so I've waited to get married. You know, I'm not like 22, 23. I kind of did my thing throughout my 20s and I really just kind of was that girl that was always waiting on God to you know and that's a whole nother issue of doubt and me doubting when God was going to bring me the right person um but you know I feel like okay I've waited for so long and I got engaged in August and our wedding was in April and then all of a sudden when this coronavirus thing came out well guess what we had to postpone our wedding and so that was kind of doubt of like okay God like I have truly lived my life for you. I've been countless countries on missions trips. I've moved around the country, you know, in my head for God. And now you're going to, the one person that's waited, you know, not (laughs) in my little brain, the one person that's waited for love and waited for this special year that secretly deep down, I was like, you know what? It's finally like about me. Like I've been in eight weddings. I've sat and watched every one of my friends get married and, now you're going to do this when it's my turn and allow this to happen. And of course, you know, in hindsight, a wedding is a tiny little thing in the big scheme of what's happening in the world. But 
truly it was like where are you god like i doubt mm-hmm. that you tr- you know i had that i had that split second thought of like where are you i'm doubting who you are and who you say if you why aren't you why are you allowing this to happen you know weddings graduations yeah. all these major things people dying like that total second of like wait like i thought you know at first when this came out i was like i thought it was kind of like I didn't think of it as being that serious. I was like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. me either. I honestly was just like, oh, this, this is funny. This will last yeah. like a week, and then we'll be good. I think week three, I'm like, it hit me, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is a thing. Yeah, no, 100. <laughs> percent I was like, I wasn't even. It wasn't even on the forefront of my mind that my yeah, wedding same. would get postponed. Like, it wasn't even a forefront. Like, I, I really, I remember back in February, same. I was like, that's a joke. Like, wow. <laughs> And then, you know, it all kind of happened at once and it was like, wow, like, okay. So that's kind of, you know, where I'm standing now. And especially like I just graduated grad school and I've worked, you know, I've, I've had a big girl job and then I went back to school. And so now I'm kind of doubting, like, why did I go back to school just to like reenter the workforce in the midst of all this? You know, like, why'd you allow that, God? Um, And some things we just... I'm learning too. Like I used to be such a type A, like, you know, every detail of my future and plan everything out. And so micromanage and all this stuff. And one thing I'm learning this year is just like to take it day by day. And we don't know what tomorrow brings. Like we really don't. And I think as long as you focus on the now and what you could do today, the next day will be stronger. So for you, when it comes to doubt, like you probably went through a lot of stress and doubting, okay, about the wedding stuff and then your relationship with your husband now and then school and all this stuff. Um, if you could go back to Carly, say a few years ago and look at her, even, you know, struggling through the whole Hmm. self-doubt and stuff, what, what would you tell Carly that, you know, like things that you know now, if you could go back, what would you tell her? Oh, 100% that God's plan is so much better than what you're trying to control right now. And mm-hmm. um, just to, like, enjoy life, you know. And I'm a lot like you and that I have planners for next year. <laughs> I mean, like, I just yeah. <laughs> micromanage plan. It's It's in my DNA to plan. And mm-hmm, so, same. you know, and there's a lot of things like we were talking about on the phone call earlier, like I thought I was going to get married five years ago to someone completely different. And thank God that didn't work out. You know, thank God that wasn't my life path with the, like certain jobs, you know, jobs that I haven't that I've wanted so bad. And then it was a no. And I think back and I'm like, thank God your plan is so much bigger than mine and that I'm not in control. Um, yeah. And just to, yeah, I guess just to enjoy life. Cause I think a lot of us, like we say we enjoy life, but like, do we really truly in- trust God, let it go and enjoy life. And I don't yeah. think that comes very easy for me. I sit, you know, and of course there's going to be hardships and there's going to be trials and stuff, but God is a good God and he also wants us to enjoy life. Um, yeah. So that's, that's definitely... Good. You know, where one thing I heard uh, a couple weeks ago, um, because I've been going through like so much redirection in life, like, and it feels at the moment like it's 
like it's rejection, but really like it's really God's redirection, Mm. if you will. And so I think this plugs in a lot with doubt too, is like in the moment we feel so like when we're going through doubt, we feel so rejected and just down, but really God's just redirecting you. Hmm. And so it's almost like, it's almost like you're on track. Like think of, I'm going to be a kid right now. I think of like Mario Kart. Like, did you ever play Mario Kart on Nintendo? (laughs) Yeah. And so you're like on a race, you're, you know, Mario, Luigi, or whoever you are, you're on this cart, you're driving. And there's, um, back in the day on the race car, like games, there's, there was different routes. You took like a shortcut. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so, I I don't know why this comes to mind, but it's almost like we're on this life just driving and we want to take the shortcut because it looks good, feels good, and it fits into our schedule and stuff like that. And then sometimes it's a dead end or, you know, we're going on this race down the road and we see somebody else in life and they get booted by a banana or something happens and we feel so like rejected. Like even when it comes to relationships with friends or even boyfriends, Mm -hmm. like you get you start to doubt yourself because you get so rejected by these people, but it's really like, God's like, Hey, Hey, Holly, like, no, 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 that's not good for you. Let me redirect you. Totally. It's not even, it's not even about rejecting you. It's, it's setting you up for your purpose. And it feels in the moment, like you're rejected. And that's when our self doubt like kicks in. It's like, Oh, you're not worth it. Or, Oh, you're not pretty enough. Or, Oh, you're not skinny enough. And I think this topic is so like, it's it's sensitive to the girls who, who struggle with this. So I guess my next question for you would be, you know, going through the seasons you did, whether high school, college, now you're married and you're in San Diego. Um, if you were on stage right now and there's so many women listen, looking at you and we're talking about doubt, what are three things you would want to encourage them Hmm. when it comes to doubt? Yeah, I, I I really think what you just said, um, rejection is always God's redirection, you know, mm-hmm. and I've found in my life the times where I've been rejected, mm-hmm. maybe not the next day and maybe not the next week, but something better is always around the corner. And I would save myself so much heartache if right when that rejection happened, I didn't start doubting, you know, if right when that rejection yeah. happens, you can stop in your tracks and go no not gonna doubt him not gonna doubt him gonna trust him gonna believe and just speaking that over your life um and that kind of comes to my second one is speaking truth over your life when you have that doubt as silly as Mm -hmm. it sounds and as funny you know as crazy as it sounds like immediately going into the word and just start speaking truth over your life um that is a huge one and then Really writing, I think for me, I I was a journalism major, and so writing, um, I write down when God has done something huge, and because that's an immediate thing, when you're doubting, you can go back and look, like, whoa, okay, you know, because we, as humans, I think it's easy for us to get something and then forget. Um, I'm so guilty of, like, I want to, I pray for something, and then I start doubting, like, God, I don't think you're going to do this, but... I kind of trained myself to write prayers and then the ways he he's answered or hasn't answered um, and to go back. So I have something tangibly when I start to doubt and when I start to not, I'm the type that I want it all or nothing. And so when yeah, I start same. praying, yeah, and it's like I start to doubt. We expect it like now, right totally. now. And then it could go days and we're like struggling with doubt and then boom, God shows up. And we're like, oh, okay, I'm good. <laughs> totally. No, a hundred percent. And so like for me, it's just tangibly writing that. Like I am really 
like I have to be like I have this saying and it's the silence of God is not the absence of God um and I've you know I've heard that saying a lot like worded in different ways but it's like okay just because he's being silent right now like does not mean he's absent and x y and z is why um Mm -hmm. and I think going through that this is kind of getting longer than three but like really for me I know and I write those things because I know the enemy attacks me best in those moments of doubt or waiting or uncertainty. Um, And I know that that's where I'm most vulnerable. And so I have to like be on guard and be ready to like go back to those. um, Yeah. And declare that kind of stuff over myself. No, that's good. And I think a lot of it too, um, things that I've learned the hard way is like learning what is God's voice and what is your mind? Hmm. Because, because a lot of us think, I mean, I struggle with this too, because I'm such a thinker. Like I'm a, I'm a dreamer. I'm a thinker. I write things down. I'm like on it. But like, I struggled so much with just like, okay, is this the voice of the enemy? Is this your mind or is this God's voice? Mm-hmm. And you know, when you're in the middle of doubt, when you're in the middle of that quicksand and you don't know what to do and you're freaking out and things aren't going the way you're supposed to do, like, um, like you said, write things down. I write down note cards, sticky notes. I take pictures of things, quotes, put it as my background on my phone, throw something on my dash, set an alarm, do what you got to do that works best for your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Um, but like learning what is true and what's not like, what is the voice of the enemy and what is the voice of God? And if you can um, spend time in your word, listen to podcasts, listen to worship music, whatever, you know, works with you. If you can really learn what is truth and what is not, I think your doubt will begin to shift. Because when you know what God says about you and you you know is truth and what is wrong, like your perspective and mind will shift because you'll know immediately, hey, that's not truth. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so learning to re it's almost like retraining your mind. Like when you're overweight or struggling with health issues and you're trying to lose weight or like for me, a couple weeks ago, I just started running and now I'm at four miles, but guess what? A month ago I was at a half a mile. So it's like, I had yeah. to retrain my body, how to exercise, how to, how to run and hit goals. And it's almost the same thing for our mind. Mm-hmm. We have to train our, our mind and switch the the mindset when it comes to doubt because otherwise if we don't do that it's just repetitive yeah we're just gonna keep believing and the issue will always be there if we don't address it yep Mm -hmm. so I love what you said so I guess my last question as we wrap up this podcast what is something encouraging you could leave with the girls today as we wrap up hello my name is doubt what is something a quote a verse something you know you love to remind yourself with or something that you're trying to make um, yourself better like what is something you could leave for an encouragement for the girls to listen in yeah I was you know I was thinking about this last week I was writing things when you had said it was gonna you know we're gonna be talking about doubt and what that is in your life and I wrote um, you know I don't know what I don't really remember writing this but I guess it stuck out is hold on a little longer and he will come through and I Mm -hmm, think that's good for me I'm such a like we had just said you know we're dreamers and with that mentality I don't know if it's the same for you but we often are like like you had said it before we want it right now and we want God to turn something around right now you know I this happened when I applied for a job and I got to the final stages of the interview and I ended up finding out I didn't get it Mm -hmm. I was like okay well I want another job right now you know yeah 
And that's not always how God works, if ever. Um, And so I have to always remind myself, like, okay, hold, you know, like you said, the day by day thing, like, hold on a little longer. Tomorrow's Mm going to be better. Hold on a little longer. If you can just keep telling yourself that, because I think for me, it's way too hard to be like, okay, in a year from now, things are going to get better. People, you know, I've, people have told me that. And I'm like, a year from now, that's like, way too long I yeah. need to know that it's gonna be better like <laughs> next now, week you know yeah. <laughs> yeah like yesterday I needed it to be better so yeah I think it's that little you know and he reminding yourself to like he's come through for you before he'll do it again yeah. he's come th- you know and just kind of repeating those things and declaring those truths over you of, you know hold on it, it it's gonna get better I, I, it's kind of like a cheesy acronym but that mm-hmm. acronym of like hope of like hold on pain ends I think it um, but it, it, that is hope, you know, it's just, I kind of like to say it best when it was good Friday, like it's Friday now, but Sunday is coming, you yeah. know? Um, and that's, that's gotten me through so, so many hard times and, you know, and also like, I, I wouldn't be where I am today if I, if God didn't walk me through those seasons of in doubt and wondering and uncertainty. And I think it truly like, if you can look at those seasons as a blessing Mm -hmm. um, and like my relationship with the Lord now is, you know, like obviously it's never going to be perfect until the day I get home to heaven. But like, and I look at myself back in high school and college and even grad school and I'm like, wow, like my relationship today, like those things that I worried about back then, like, dang, that, that was nothing. Yeah. Like, I wish I would have, but he really had to use those seasons to like chisel off things that he knew, like I needed to know to get to where I am now of like, Hey, if I could get through that, I can get through this doubt. Like I know he'll do it again. Um, so yeah, just a big, like, I'm a huge reflector, a huge journaler, a huge, just being in that intimate place with God of like, okay, you've done this before and I know you will do it again. Cause sometimes it, it was hard for me when people would tell me that because I'm like, you have a different walk than me. Yeah. You have a different scenario than me. So it's it's really important for you yourself to remember the things God has done for you, yeah. you know, just as much as for the next person. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. That's so awesome. I love it. That's so smart, too, because the truth is we go through so many different seasons and some are good, some are bad, some are short, some are long, but learning to embrace the season you're in and have faith through it, no matter how hard it is. Um, there's always a promise, you know, at the end of the walk, there's always a promise. And so that's something that I have to remind myself as like last year was hell. Last Mm -hmm. year was the hardest year I'd had in, oh my gosh, years. I went through so many transitions, so much hurt, so much like God was healing and restoring, healing, restoring. And I just felt like I was fumbling down a mountain, you know, no protection on my body, just rolling. And then this year it got a little better and then quarantine happened and then I'm getting redirected again. So like, no matter what you're going through, ladies, as you're listening to this podcast, the good, the bad, you know, some seasons are going to be short, some are going to be long, some are confusing. Through it all, he has a plan. And kind of like what you said, just keep going, like take it day by day mm-hmm. um, and just have faith through it and know know what he says about you. Like know the difference of what the what the enemy sounds like and what God sounds like. Because if you can really grasp that and, and recognize things, your mindset would be a lot different. 
Totally. But thank hundred percent. But thank you so much, Carly, for speaking on the Herb Podcast. I'm so excited to connect with you after quarantine's over in real Yay. in real life. I'm so excited. Thank you for sharing your heart. And I'm just believing big things for you, um, for your marriage and for, you know, school and a new job. It's gonna be great. Thank you, Holly. You're the best. Thank you, girls, for listening to the Herb Podcast and stay tuned for next week.